0: Hi, I'm Spencer, and I'm Blake, and And you're you're about about to get jumped. Welcome to episode 147 of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to.
1: But you should still totally watch the anime.
0: This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Naruto Shippuden episodes 33 through 38, where Shino is an unknown, Sai gives us a new outlook on what art is, and a time-sensitive mission to enemy territory includes a relaxing evening at the hot springs.
1: You know, when you're out for a work trip and instead of actually going to do any of the work, instead you go out to a place where you can be nude in public with other people, you know, like you do in cities all across the United States when you're doing work trips. Anybody? Nobody else? Okay, let's jump in. Hey everybody, Uh, we are back with more shipping and Goodness. Uh, Before we get started though um we're having a a good old time inside of our discord
0: (laughs) oh yeah the discord has blown up it's awesome
1: yeah it's really fun uh it's really exciting uh we're also getting good responses from people on our new formatting for the way that we're doing the monday pods uh if you are wondering as well Blake decided with me sort of on board, and then as I heard it more, I was like, yes, I'm more on board with this. Um, We have a new place that we are going to be slotting our crossover episodes, and that is instead of the Monday episodes. And the biggest reason why we are doing this is uh, the schedule for our regularly scheduled stuff. A lot of people keep up with it week to week um, and having to like switch that around and slot things in there. Sometimes people will watch episodes in preparation for something and then it not show up there. Um, And so when we decided to do this, we were like, this is a good place for it. Um, the nice thing about doing these crossover episodes as well is that I am going to be uh, slipping in some extra goodness inside of them Um, we do have extra things for giveaways and uh, those are going to be one shots uh, where you can have a giveaway from the one specific episode so you will still get your goodies uh, on Mondays if you want to apply for them Uh, we should be doing, man I think we have two crossover episodes, we have slated to record this week. I don't I know if so. they're going to end up landing uh just in <laughs> case, you know, some people have to switch around schedules, so it doesn't yeah. always work out. But if that works out, then we will have basically like 2 weeks off from normally Monday scheduled stuff instead doing cool crossover episodes with other cool podcasts. Yeah, so. it
0: just makes sense uh the Monday episodes their format is like covering something in a quick look and Whereas, you know, the Friday podcasts are, are like an ongoing story. And so it makes more sense to interrupt something that's not sequential uh, with with, you know, a special episode than it does to interrupt our sort of regularly scheduled programming. And also, you know, since we're doing a Naruto episode, I know there was a period of time, um, I believe, like last fall or something, where we did a lot of crossovers in a really short period of time. And so there was like, I think at least one month where we had two crossovers in the month. And then I think, I think like a crossover in the month on either side of that one. And so it's like, you know, usually a month has about four weeks in it. So we're going to have one episode per show that we're covering on a Friday pod per month, more or less. And so each time we had a crossover, it pushed those back. And it was like right after a Naruto episode. So it was like, it was like, almost double the amount of time between one naruto episode and the other and our naruto listenership i believe is still our largest uh single draw and well, that might be changing with full metal it, but uh
1: yeah it's it's uh, it's given a run for its money with full metal i'm telling yeah, you yeah but that. Full Metal is point. our fastest growing episode ever by the which way, is awesome! It's like it's it's really picking up steam, and it it goes to show that the the full metal the full metal viewership is very dedicated. And when they get new things, they're like, "Yes, let's do that." Um, yes yeah, which is great. Speaking of which, real quick, a shout out to the Full Metal Alchemist uh, uh, Reddit Discord. Or the not Reddit Discord, but Reddit page. It is one of the first Reddit pages that I've landed on where the the fan the fandom, uh, actually, okay, Cowboy Bebop was the first one, but the other fandom where it's just full of people that are just like, yeah, I'm down with whatever content you give me on the thing I want, um, there are a lot of other ones that are real pissy when you throw anything out there that's just like look at this fun thing i did about this show that you like and they get mad about it the full especially the naruto uh, one (laughs) yeah the the full metal uh redditors are like yes give me more things and i'm just like yeah you're gonna get it i'm gonna post there you know once every month
0: yeah you know it, it makes sense because full metal cowboy bebop these are shows that are you know high quality beloved Extremely popular shows that are not on anymore, whereas Naruto it still has the you know the Boruto sequel series going, and so it's kind of if you're a fan, I don't know. I think you know once the fandom has stopped having a sort of active official release for a little while, then you kind of get to the point where it's like the people left in the fan communities are like the diehard fans who are really enthusiastic about it. Mm -hmm. whereas when it's active you get people who are like not i don't know this sounds a little gatekeepy. that's not what i mean but you know there's there are types of fans who are going to want to stick around and see anything that comes of this down the road Mm -hmm. uh and there are types of fans who are going to really enjoy it while it's on and then after it's over and there's not sort of like new stuff coming down the pipe regularly they're going to move on to other things so it makes sense that we're getting those people that are just really in it for whatever they can they can have which yeah. is cool, but you know, uh, uh, Naruto uh, Naruto fans are uh, hanging in there too because Naruto's been around for a long fucking time. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, this we, still has a huge have, community.
1: We have we have a lot of we have a lot of Naruto listeners that listen exclusively to the Naruto episodes. I mm-hmm. and there there is a bunch of them that have told me that still, and I'm just like, I get it, y'all. And they're like, we don't even listen to the Monday episodes. It's just (laughs) just like, okay. So you get one new episode of content from us a month and okay. Which is Um, cool. Do
0: what you do what you want. I mean, I'm the, I'm the type of person who can only listen to a podcast from, from the very beginning and I can't skip any episodes, even if it's not chronological. So like I get, you know, specific listening habits that don't necessarily keep you up to date or have you, you know. Like I don't know. I have multiple podcasts that I'm a huge fan of that I am not up to date on. So if they've made any sort of like major or gradual shifts in their format, I am unaware of them even though I'm listening to them sort of religiously.
1: Yeah. Anyways, um I don't have any other anime news from the week uh, hmm, other than I don't think I do either. Other than Uh-oh. there is a uh, there is a a brand new Um, it seems, I I believe it's brand new. It's on Netflix. It's a, it's a mini series that seems to be a JoJo related mini series. And we may or may not, or definitely are going to be doing a crossover episode about it. Yeah. Actually, let's,
0: let's mention that more detail. We talked about this in our last friday episode i believe but again Mm. we are on a naruto episode we have a lot of listeners who listen only to naruto episodes so in the off chance that you are an only naruto episode listener who might be interested in this there is a new series on net not a sponsor called uh uh what is it the chronicles it's something of kishibe rohan yeah um shit i had it written down earlier uh let me let me look up the title let's but anyway
1: stall, let's stall for time while blake searches through his papers well i can tell you
0: i can tell you shut up i can tell you what it's about while i oh my god i hate you so it's called thus spoke kishibe rohan oh he found
1: it look he looked through his papers and he found it you guys i did you hear the rustling of the papers
0: so uh, it's a, it, it seems we haven't watched it yet. It seems like it is a, a sort of fictionalized, you know, very heightened fictionalized, not trying to be true to life story about the creator of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure on his travels to learn about different places where he might want to put Jojo's Bizarre Adventure stories and uh, but in this anime series, he is also a stand user, which is the the magic system of the later series of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. And so uh, so it, it seems like a really fun sort of like meta series, um, even though Spencer and I are famously not huge fans of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, I am still perhaps foolishly excited about the series and we will be covering it on a very uh, a, a Monday pod in the very near future. Probably our next one, unless there's a scheduling issue, because it, it's uh, planned to be a crossover. So if you guys happen to be Naruto-only listeners, but you do also like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure stuff, you might want to keep your eyes peeled to the weekly Jump episodes for the next couple of weeks and see if we put up Thus Spoke Kishibe Rohan.
1: Yeah, and uh, just to throw it out there, the the thing that is going to be inside of the giveaway for this um, I'll go ahead and throw it out here, here, because I, I know what it is. And Blake uh, has to know what it is already. Cause we've gotten it. Um, there's a, a sweet ass Jojo's bizarre adventure scarf that we got. Um, oh, that thing. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that is going to be the thing that is going to be in the giveaway. So, I mean, if you, if you want it, as we've told you before on this, the giveaways cost you nothing except for dropping in and telling us the key key phrase
0: um yeah it's not even so. like entering a uh, uh uh what's it called a sweepstakes or something like that where like it's free except they also sell your data and then you get robocalls calls like we're it's not that like it's just the two of us putting your name on a list that we have secretly among ourselves and then picking yes. off of
1: there no robots here there's yeah, no we don't even have a fucking here.
0: newsletter for this podcast <laughs> so you won't get anything from us except maybe a cool free thing
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, with all that being said, we do have Naruto episodes to talk about today. So uh, with all that, um, previously on Naruto
0: Shippuden. Previously on Naruto and Naruto Shippuden. uh, As a reminder, Naruto Shippuden is the sequel series kind of to Naruto, but the manga is just called Naruto. In the anime, they added the word Shippuden to denote that this is the part of the story that takes place after a three year time skip. When the sort of first section, when Naruto is a little bit younger, comes to a climax, they then skip forward so Naruto can go off and train in the wilderness without having to make three years worth of stories of him doing that. Uh, Shippuden is the name they gave to the anime adaptation of that. But in the manga, if you're reading along instead of list, uh, watching along, you will not find a manga Naruto Shippuden. It's just the Naruto manga. Uh, this, of course, focuses on the main character, Naruto, who's a ninja in training. He's in his uh, you know middle teen years Uh now. He started off as a sort of inept loudmouth class clown type but through these series he has become a little bit more focused and a little bit more serious and uh he has since become a relatively strong ninja in his own right although definitely still in training um he also has a uh secret that is becoming less and less secret by the day which is that his body is the prison of a giant nine-tailed fox demon and so Naruto in many of the scenarios when he uh doesn't live up to the power level of his opponents, has a sort of trump card in the form of a demon fox living inside of him that doesn't want the host body to die and potentially take it with him. So Naruto uh, has has that sort of super powerful plot plot device living inside of him that is pretty cool and makes him a pretty fun main character. But Naruto is also a uh, an ensemble series. So part of the ensemble is one of his original teammates, a girl named Sakura. In the original series, she didn't really have a lot going on since the time skip. She has developed into a super badass with very, very, very high um, physical strength. She's also a medical ninja, so she's able to use um, her chakra, which is the anime energy source of this series, and uh, ninjutsu, which is the the magic wielding that allows you to do cool anime shit, she's able to do that stuff to help heal people's wounds and, and the like. Uh, their teacher in the original series is a guy named Kakashi. He returned for the first story arc that we have already covered in full. Our characters will be returning today from that story arc, and all you really need to know about Kakashi, other than that he is their uh, their mentor and has, I think, been the only one who's really led their mission so far, uh, I guess asterisk shikamaru but that was you know a little bit different uh kakashi is now pretty injured from the events of the first uh, story arc and so uh, we're going to be starting our second story arc there But you still need to know about an evil organization known as the Akatsuki. It's a group of powerful ninja who have left their villages to band together and uh, do something mysterious. That mysterious thing seems to involve the Jinshuriki, which is the name given to people like Naruto who house demon beasts inside of them. Specifically, there are nine demon beasts, each with a different number of tails, numbering from one to nine, naruto's being the nine tail uh, gara is another character he has the one tail uh, the akatsuki captured gara and took the one-tailed beast out of his body um, and in the process of that naruto got involved in trying to rescue gara and they ended up fighting two members of the akatsuki one of whom was a puppet user named sasori Sakura and a uh, character from the Sand Village were able to defeat Sasori, and before he died, he revealed information that he has a spy in another villain, Orochimaru's organization. He was supposed to meet with the spy in 10 days from from that point uh, on a specific bridge. And, uh, you know, find out some stuff about Orochimaru. This is really important to Sakura and Naruto because their other former teammate is a guy named Sasuke, who eventually abandoned the Leaf Village where they both live to join Orochimaru in a pursuit of power. Naruto and Sakura have ever since been completely determined to do whatever they can to get him back. So this intel from Sasori is a big deal. Um, finally at the end of our last bit of uh, naruto coverage we met a mysterious new character going by the name of sai he is a member of the anbu which is basically a black ops organization in the leaf village um and with that we are going to be starting episode 33 today
1: all right episode 33 is called the new target and uh Well, it's about uh, when an old store that's in your neighborhood closes called Circle K, and so you put in uh, a new Target so that people can go and shop there.
0: Um, You get a new start.
1: (laughs) You get a brand new start. Um, But really what it's about is uh, it's about Naruto not remembering uh, who one of his friends named Shino is, Um, that's really what this episode is all about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I wanted to get on my soapbox before we cover these episodes real quick and say the thing that we've said out, hold on, hold on, let's Uh, get it uh, out.
1: Let's get it out of the closet and set it down. Okay. Take a step up and go ahead.
0: Uh, Here we go. So, uh, the thing about Naruto that we have said many times, uh, that it will be very true for the, what is the six episodes we watched today? too many uh, is that um Naruto does decompressed storytelling which means um stretching the story out longer this is because yeah. of the way that anime is made they needed to stretch out these episodes so that the release schedule of the manga would allow them to have more story to adapt in the future so they really drag their feet a lot of the times in sort of slower conversation heavy sequences. Like mm-hmm. literally during one of these episodes, one at the end of a scene, a character just spends 20 seconds looking up at the sky and remarking that the sky is blue. It doesn't mm-hmm. have anything to do with anything. It doesn't add to the story. It doesn't happen in the manga, as far as I know, it just is there. So uh there's a lot of that in Naruto in general. We've talked about it a ton. I'm not going to go into great detail here. There's a ton of it in these episodes today. Um One of the great challenges of watching these episodes today was that there were so many of them and they were all so slow moving and they were all so decompressed. Each episode has probably about half an episode's worth of content stretched to a full episode. I'm very confident that you could cover these in in half as half as much time, probably three episodes worth of content here. Uh, And so that was that was a bit of a struggle and a bit of a frustration Point for me watching these and uh it was also a frustration point scheduling these because this these episodes go together really well from a sort of story beat perspective like splitting them up between two of our podcast episodes would not have made a lot of sense but because it doesn't make a lot of sense it was a lot of watching and a little bit of a boring experience Mm -hmm. and all of that said i also was reminded while watching these episodes how interesting the character building is in Naruto. Like mm-hmm. these conversations are dragged out in a way that's not completely great. And it is kind of, you know, a, a sacrifice of the format of the way anime is being made in this era. And despite that, the characters, the new characters of Sai and another one that we're going to meet are so interesting. And the dynamics that develop between them and Sakura and Naruto are are such a good source of character-based conflict that leads to sort of natural discoveries about these characters. Like the writing undergirding this is really, really good. If you're reading along, you're probably not having any pacing problems other than sort of the general shounen anticipation of when the next fight is going to happen and And what's going to, you know, what cool shit's going to happen there? You know, we don't really have any of that in these episodes because it's all talky stuff. But the talky stuff is really high quality. It is a little bit bogged down by the anime. And I do want to acknowledge that. But I also wanted to set the tone that despite all of that, the sort of foundation that the anime is drawing on of the actual story, the actual characters and their dynamics with each other is actually really, really good. And I really appreciated that. And I thought it was worth calling out here.
1: Yeah. So what we're going to be doing with these is really giving you like the point by point, And we might be doing a more decompressed kind of shooting the shooting the shiz talk about these, Um mostly because there's there's just so much air to fill here. Um, so first things first, uh, we're going to find out that uh, Sasori um, told them that uh, he, he was like, hey, by the way, Uh, Orochimaru is going to be at this bridge. It's going to be in 10 days, and it took him four days to run back. So it's going to be in six days. And, uh, they went to go tell that to, um, the, the Hokage. The current Hokage is Tsunade. Um, and Tsunade is just like, well, uh, you probably, you probably are thinking about not putting Naruto on the team, but, uh, sucks to be you because Naruto is listening on the roof. Um, And he's like, I'm going to go find some friends t- to come and go on my trip with me. And well, that's yeah. when he jumps in- off and he's just like, let's go talk to old buddies.
0: Yeah. In, in Tsunade's defense, she wants to send Naruto because uh, way back in the original Naruto series, uh, he convinced her that his sort of determined stubbornness is a virtue and that he can use that determined stubbornness to do amazing things and overcome incredible obstacles. So she super believes in him and uh, believes that that determination is a, a really important aspect to him that another ninja on a mission related to Sasuke would not have. Even Sakura wouldn't have that, even though she is also determined to get Sasuke, back. She's just a different person. Naruto's determination manifests in a a real passion that can push him through certain adverse situations. She knows this. She's determined to send him. Sakura's a little nervous about that, and Shizune, who is uh, Tsunade's, um like right hand la- lass, is very much opposed to this, and is just like, "Hey, I, I get that Naruto's kind of cool, but like." The Akatsuki are a big deal, <laughs> and <Yeah.
1: laughs> they want him.
0: And if we send him out of the village, instead of having to get through an entire village of warrior ninja, they will have to get through like three other people.
1: Yeah, this conversation, and- by the way, is going to in it, it's going to continue into the next episode, which is episode thirty-four formation. The new uh, team, Kakashi. Because the exact same conversation that she's having with um, her underling um, is the exact conversation that she's going to have with these elders that show up and they're like, you're yeah. making a bad choice. And she's she's like, going to get I some stitches because she yeah. snitched. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that is going to be happening here is uh, possibly one of the funniest things that I've seen in Naruto so far and the entirety of us covering it, which is that uh, while running back... <laughs> My guy was carrying Kakashi on his back, um, and he was in a secret race with Lee, and nobody else was in this race, um, and they got there first and he was like i got here first and lee was like oh i got here second but next time i'll get there first i'll do my best and train my hardest and uh and guy is like but lee you didn't arrive here second you got here third and lee's like oh god what's wrong with me
0: (laughs) (laughs) specifically because kakashi who is unconscious is on yeah. Mike Guy's back. And so and, uh, with Mike Guy getting their first, Kakashi, by default, gets their second, which yeah. is some shit, but is also so on brand for the two of them.
1: Yeah, they're they're cartoon characters in a world of anime. Um, yeah, so, but they work uh, totally. Yeah, they're great. Anyways, um, Naruto is going to get into a fight with a guy in the street, a guy named Sai, a guy named Sai who can make big, giant monster dogs out of ink. Um,
0: and you so almost had the rhyme going, but you know, it, it was close enough.
1: The big thing about Sai that you need to know is that his power is really cool, and also they do not do it justice for so long. Specifically, in episode 34. So episode 33 starts with the beginning of the fight and it's really cool because Choji is there um and oh god uh um uh Shikamaru. Shikamaru is also there um and they're going to start uh, uh protecting Naruto from being attacked by these big giant ink dogs um uh and yeah they I think they're
0: food dogs if you know what that is.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it's a really cool start to the fight and then we go into episode 34 and the animation quality drops like a rock. Um, the yeah. animation <laughs> looks so bad. Um, especially they'd use Shikamaru's technique and it looks terrible. Um, sai's technique looks like it's pieces of paper that were put on top of other pieces of paper and just kind of pushed along while they filmed it with a camera. Yeah, um, to be fair,
0: that's a little appropriate for his technique, so I might give that one a pass.
1: <laughs> whatever. Um, but the dumbest part is that Sai is going to pull his little short sword... And Naruto is going to pull a kunai knife. And they're going to stand there with the points of their blades just kind of held in space, just hanging out with each other. Then we're going to cut to an entire cutscene where they're just having a full on conversation for like 20 minutes. And then we cut back, and they're still have just been standing there the whole time. Yeah, and then Sai is just it, like, jump away, disappears.
0: So awkward. <laughs> jump away. <laughs> It looks so awkward too because it's like they're standing in relatively like relaxed poses. Like that, theoretically, they are pushing against each other and sort of having a battle of who who will turn out to be strongest or who will be able to endure this, you know, this tête-à-tête the longest. But the way that they're drawn standing, they look so fucking casual about it. Yeah. And I I know that sort of like looking casual or relaxed about cool shit or things that should be, you know, real full of effort is a pretty common in anime trope that, uh, that a lot of these characters do. And, and usually it's cool, but here I don't, I don't know that it's intentional and I do know that it definitely doesn't work. Yeah. Um, the conversation though, that's happening elsewhere is really interesting. Yeah. So again, she's an a deserve some stitches for doing some snitching. To the village elders. This is not something that has come up a lot, but that will be a little more prominent in, in Naruto Shippuden yeah. than it was in the original series. Which is that the Hokage is the village leader, but there's also a series of village elders yeah, who are these also village, in charge. These
1: village elders, uh, just take them as Stadler and Waldorf, uh, the <laughs> two old Muppets of the Naruto universe. Um, yeah. The, they're they're coming around to ruin Tsunade's good time um and uh the other character who is massively more important than these two old elders um is going to show up at the end just shuffling along and his uh his big giant bathrobe that's too long and his name is Danzo and Danzo is uh he's wearing just oh so many bandages Um, Yeah. And
0: he looks like he is at fucking death's door. Like that. Okay. So we're skipping ahead a little bit. We'll go back to the conversation. But like he rolls up walking with one arm holding himself up on a cane, the other arm ostensibly in a sling. But that sling takes the form of his shawl like you said it best, I think, Spencer, with the bathrobe analogy uh, that he he is wrapped up so much that it would be akin to somebody. in western society wearing a bathrobe it's probably like a, a thick kimono or something but he's got one arm in it in a way that looks like it's in a sling and his head is wrapped up so that like one of his eyes is covered and he's just like shuffling along he looks so decrepit it's insane so anyway, Shizune, again, she was disagreeing with Tsunade on whether or not Naruto should go out as a matter of national security. Because the thing is, the the demon beasts that live inside of these people are super strong. The reason that Naruto has a giant fox trapped inside of his body is because the giant fox was wreaking havoc on the village at the time when naruto was born and their only solution they could come up with to contain it because it can't be killed it can only be contained is to put it in somebody's body and because naruto was a newborn or something i don't remember the exact circumstances we will get there later they chose him and they put him in there um also of note these giant demon beasts are uh, allegories for nuclear weapons so they are they're supposed to be big bad things that cause a lot of destruction. Basically, the problem here is if you send Naruto out, somebody could capture him. It would be the same as an enemy state getting their hands on a nuclear weapon that theoretically doesn't already have one. And this is, you know, sort of like a rogue terrorist organization. Meanwhile, if Naruto stays in the village, we can watch over our nuclear weapon and guard it. And they will have to essentially destroy us all anyway to get to him instead of getting him and then using that to destroy us all so there's a lot of logic in Shizune's argument and the village elders completely agree with them with that with her
1: yeah they they really don't want to go along with Tsunade's plan um but it turns out that Tsunade has a trump card up her sleeve is in that she can send a much more experienced person to go with them on their mission and this is going to be a guy that we're going to find out i thought his name was just no yamato but she says in the show no that is his code name um and i was like oh okay Um, Yeah, this happened in our
0: last episode of naruto coverage with sai sai is not his real name it's just the name that danzo gave him yeah same thing with yamato here as far as i know they will never be called anything other than yamato and sai but uh those are, I guess, officially not their real names. I guess they adopt those names eventually. Yeah,
1: they're they're getting they're getting entered into um, n- ninja uh, replacement services where they're they're going to be going to a new life. Uh, are you talking somewhere about like, witness protection? <laughs> yeah, witness protection services. Anyways, <laughs> um, we're going to episode thirty-five an unnecessary necessary addition. And uh, just be prepared for this. We're gonna we're gonna. Uh, uh, hit some hit some gas on these because there's uh, there's more stuff to cover in these, but it's still less information that you would expect from a normal Naruto episode. Yeah, I think Anyways. the
0: content per episode drops off here. But you know it was weird. The animation quality of episode thirty five was really high. Yeah, it really for no got reason.
1: Up. Yeah. Okay, so episode 35, an unnecessary edition, uh, Yamato and Sai are going to be joining Naruto um, and uh, Sakura to run around and do chores, Um, (laughs) and... Uh, the they're first thing that they're going to find basically. out, <laughs> yeah, uh, the first thing that's <laughs> going to happen, though, is that Sai and Naruto don't like each other, um, and they're going to prepare for their mission, and Naruto is going to be a huge bitch about everything, while yeah. Sai just has the smuggest, dumbest <laughs> smile on his face, and I think that's one of the things that probably, if I was Naruto, that would be the thing that would be rubbing me the wrong um, yeah, the whole time.
0: Yeah, so uh, Naruto already doesn't like him because Sai attacked him earlier. Sai also reveals that the reason he attacked him earlier is because he knew that he was going to be partnered with Naruto and he wanted to gauge Naruto's strength. But when he attacked him earlier, he told Naruto to his face that Naruto was weak. So this is not a good start. But Mm -hmm. then, yeah, Sai has this smug, shit-eating fucking look on his face. And he says, really... um, like uh, impolite things like he's not like i don't know he's not like a that's a weird way to put it it would be i don't know if you've watched a lot of anime it's japanese impolite. it's the kind of things that you don't say in polite society versus like i don't know making making crass remarks or something like that which is Mm -hmm. i think what we would more think of here in the west so like sai he's just he he says things in a way that's too blunt. He doesn't, he doesn't think about the effect that the words he says are going to have on that person or the phrasing of the things that he's saying. And so he's just comes off as like really thoughtless and harsh and perhaps intentionally combat- combative. And he's got this kind of like smug look on his face. And he just, he just seems like a son of a bitch and Naruto hates him. And Sakura also hates him and will later punch him in the face to let him know it.
1: Yeah. So the other thing that is gonna be happening, which is a major plot point, is that Jiraiya and uh Yamato Tsunade, they all go to Kakashi's room and they talk about the the fox cloak, um, which is basically Naruto starting to turn into a uh the the demon fox that is living within him. Um yeah, it's and- like you know
0: that song Jesus Take the Wheel? Instead <laughs> of Jesus, it's the giant nine-tailed demon living inside of you. <laughs> 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 tailed
1: be take the wheel <laughs> um but anyways uh, they're going to talk all about it they're going to talk about the fact that it's it's so powerful that they are going to be very injured very quickly if they don't immediately deal with him. And the more tales that they're going to see starting to sprout out of Naruto's fox cloak, the more dangerous he becomes. And that is a very important plot point that we are going to have. Really, it's going to come up real soon, but before that happens, we have to talk about episode 36, which is the fake smile. And this is a... It's about a slap-dumb-slap-slap-dumb fight between Naruto and Sai, and they're just going to be, like, arguing with each other so hard that Yamato has to show off his badass technique and also gives you a big, big, giant clue over what kind of person he might be when he uses this jutsu that we have seen one time before called wood style jutsu and wood style jutsu is uh i believe it's earth plus water um and it it gives you the ability to create uh big giant trees and um other wood things that will come out of the ground and bend to your will um sakura is really surprised in this because the only other person that has been able to do this in the past to her knowledge was the first hokage
0: um So uh, put a pin in that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, this is, uh, you know, you, you kind of brought up an interesting point. Uh, I alluded to earlier how interesting these two new characters are, which is Sai and Yamato. Yamato is interesting, but he's not actually, he's going to remain an enigma through these episodes. We're not going to learn as much about Yamato as Sai. I don't think ever. Um, I I don't know. I I just think that the point, the point of these episodes is who is Sai. Let's get to know him yamato is there to be a sort of mediator in this conflict so we do learn a little bit about him he is an interesting character and we will learn a lot more about him later but i think just the nature of the story and the way that it revolves around naruto like we're never going to learn quite as much about him as sai but uh yeah we'll definitely have to return to yamato uh later on to learn a lot more about him um but he, he, even so you get these little touches of his personality in these episodes. And he's just, these are really good characters. I, I really enjoy them. They make a good addition to the Naruto cast here.
1: Yeah. The the solution for this, by the way, is that Yamato is going to be like, let's go to a hot spring hotel and let's become friends there. And that takes us into episode 37. I also cannot find a title for episode 37. Um, it looks no, it's like it's literally it just...
0: called Untitled.
1: I guess so. Um, But everywhere I looked for it, I was like, oh, is that just an it's untitled or is it supposed to be untitled? But it turns out it is
0: because of their conversation.
1: Yeah. So it turns out that this episode is all about learning about Psy. Um, He doesn't really have emotions or experience emotions. Um, And because Dennis, from it's
0: always sunny in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah, so because of this, Sakura is like, I feel like I understand you a little bit better. And Naruto's just like, I don't understand you better and I hate you more. Um, yeah, you're going to find
0: this out because Sai is drawing pretty, pretty pictures because he is an artist and not uh, in the same way that Datara was picture. an artist what
1: it's <laughs> a pretty pretty pictures uh,
0: so sakura's like hey you're a really good artist that is interesting let me see if we can bond over this what do you call your piece and he's like it doesn't have a title i don't know what to call it and she's like well you know but every every art piece has a title because here are the rules of art. And I don't know why she knows this. And I don't know why she's the one telling this to the guy who has just demonstrated that he's an artist, but the rules that she expresses are if you do a portrait of somebody, the portrait is titled after that person's name. If you do a landscape or something else, it is titled after the, the emotions that you're feeling, the thing you're trying to evoke, that kind of stuff. And it's in that in response to that, that Sai is like, well, I just I don't feel those things. And so I don't ever give titles to my artwork because I, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: Yeah. We also learn that Sai has a brother. Um, that's not important, though, because let's leave the hotel. And yeah, become,
0: I don't remember uh, his brother at all. <laughs>
1: I know but he has it's this just, little
0: picture book that seems like a special yeah. artifact to him. And it has a picture of his brother and that's it. Well, I think we yep. find out more about the brother later and I sure don't remember what comes of that. Let's zoom
1: past it for now because <laughs> we're going to go, we're going to go hang out in the woods. Um, And the reason we're hanging out in the woods is because it's easier for them to protect each other if they are off the beaten path. Um, And yeah, so Yamato he, makes Yamato, them. A house.
0: Yeah, he, he was, uh, he was party to the discussion of, we probably shouldn't send Naruto out because the enemy might get our nuclear bomb, but we're going to anyway, because Tsunade. And Mm -hmm. so Yamato's like, well, we can go glamping.
1: (laughs) Okay. The next thing that is going to be happening inside of these episodes, by the way, um, might be the most, the most, the most highest I, I i can't say it any more ridiculous than it is but they they talk down to naruto so much inside of these episodes because they're like by the way you cannot control yourself you have to run around with sai You cannot be with Sakura because you cannot protect Sakura. And Yamato has to watch over you at all times because you might not be able to control yourself. And I tried to think of a word for it, and the only thing I could think was like, they're so demeaning to Naruto throughout this entire couple of episodes yeah i I sort of understand why he's being so bitchy because everybody is telling him that he can't do any of the things that he wants to do because he is so dangerous and so volatile that he is he at any moment is going to explode and destroy everybody but at the same time they're like by the way you also can't go home
0: (laughs) yeah yeah it's just i don't get it so it's, it's an interesting point. I think, I think a good word for it is they're condescending to him yes. a little bit. And <laughs> that's what I was looking for here. <laughs> yeah. You said that. And I was like, that's true, but you know what? I actually think there's kind of an interesting story. Uh, uh, justification for this, which is that. Uh, so this is, again, this is the second arc and the second mission of Naruto Shippuden and the original Naruto. He was in training. So all of his, all of his stuff was in the context of that. Now he has become an adult. He's, he's still, you know, in training in a certain respect, but he's much more on an equal footing with the ninja of the village. So when they went on their first mission, Kakashi was in charge of their team, but he didn't treat them like his students. He treated them like his subordinates and it was just much more egalitarian. And Part of that, I think, comes from the fact that Kakashi was their teacher throughout the entirety of the original uh, pre-Time Skip Naruto story. Sasuke and Sakura were his teammates. So Sakura knows sort of intrinsically how to work with him as a teammate because they've worked together for so long. They know each other. They know their moves. They know the way they approach things. Same thing for Kakashi. And I think what's so interesting here is that Yamato and Sai don't know them very well they are completely unknown they met each other right before they left for this mess- mission and they haven't fought alongside each other ever so they are being totally condescending but if you look at it from the standpoint of like kakashi and sakura know how to account for the fact that naruto is a little immature a little brash a little bit of a hair trigger he you know he's impulsive they know how to work around that yamato and sai know that about him but they they don't have that established rapport and instead of deciding to try and figure out how to work around that on the fly their solution is instead to point out that those are actually character flaws and the reason that naruto hasn't been called on that is because the people he's been worth with recently have been used to it not because they're not flaws and so i i think that that's a really interesting idea of like that's actually what's going on here is that they If this was Kakashi and Sakura, I don't think they would be having this conversation because Mm -hmm. they would understand how you handle Naruto. But Yamato and Sai don't have that, and they are both also coming from a place of mission-focused Black Ops training, so they're not really interested in a a team member who wants to do things his own way, they are interested in completing the mission and they are going to set a strategy around that and not really worry about any of the rest of it.
1: Yeah, which takes us into episode 38, the last episode we're covering this week. It's called Simulation. Um, and this one is all about, uh, trying to, uh, get Naruto and Sai to work together inside of a, a, a bunch of, uh, different training simulations that Yamato is going to run with them. Um, Naruto is going to make a very tactical error. Um, and, uh, and because of that, um, and he ends up getting restrained inside doesn't help him which only continues to build on the anger between naruto and sai um he he naruto's like you left me and he's just like well if you had done the the challenge correctly i wouldn't have had to leave you and he's just like you should have gotten my back and they get into more of a slap fight and it really it really leans credence to the the belief inside of the show that Naruto and Sai are never going to get along from the perspective of where it's going right now.
0: Yeah. This is, it's, it's really interesting because it's like, it kind of goes with what you and I were, were just saying too, is that Naruto, he makes a good move from the perspective of like, he, he puts on a strong attack. So the, the tactical mistake that he makes is, he pretend he, he makes a shadow clone and transforms that shadow clone to look like Sai. Why, meanwhile, Sai is lurking off to the side. So the real Sai is going to be able to do a sneak attack. But then he has the fake Sai use one of Naruto's jutsu and it gives away the game so that the, the person they're trying to get, which in this simulation scenario is Yamato, knows that that's not the real Sai and therefore the real Sai must be trying to make an ambush. So it kind of gives up the game And yeah, Sai's response is just to tie up Naruto and fucking leave him there. And when Naruto challenges him on it later, Sai is just like, look, the mission was to capture that guy. Once you made that tactical error, I realized that the mission would be more likely to succeed without you. So I left you like he is just that focused and that like unemotional about it all.
1: Yeah. And the, this is not going to be this is not going to be fixed by the end of this episode. They're going to be left inside of this episode still annoyed with each other and not trusting each other. Um but Sai also uh reveals a another important thing about his brother is that his brother is dead and that he feels no emotion about it and he doesn't understand emotions. And uh yeah, then they're going to go go to the bridge the next day and it's there's a, it's Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, it It really is one of those things that just leaves you with, like, I don't trust Psy, and the characters, if they're supposed to trust Psy because he is part of their mission and part of this person that has been assigned to them by Danzo... Um, it, he is not doing a good job of what he is supposed to be doing if what he is supposed to be doing is blending in with their mission and becoming a mm. part of it and gain, garnering their trust. Because at this point in the story, he has nobody's trust on the team, really. Um, yeah. Sakura trusts him a little bit more. Uh, Yamato seems to be a, um, a a good time having bright-eyed idiot um, that is also very powerful. Um, and Naruto really doesn't trust him. He 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 thinks that he's like, he's along for the ride. He doesn't understand us. He doesn't understand my dynamic at all. And he doesn't seem to respect me at all, which yeah. he doesn't. And he is very openly told Naruto that he doesn't trust him or respect him at all.
0: Uh, yeah, I will say one thing be- right before Sai reveals that he is emotionless and that his brother is dead to Sakura... The conversation that he has with Naruto, I thought was really interesting, which is one of the reasons Sai has been shit talking to Sakura and Naruto is that he specifically is aware of their affiliation with Sasuke and aware of their desire to get Sasuke back. In fact, that's the point of this mission is that they might get some information that can allow them to find Sasuke. And Sai's reaction to that is Sasuke is a traitor. He left our village he, he didn't do it under duress. He did it on purpose. He, he hurt people on the way out the door. And I don't understand why, you know, like usually when a ninja becomes a traitor to a village, the people of that village don't act as though he needs to be returned to that village. They act as though he needs to be found and brought to justice. And that is how I feel about him. And I don't understand why you're giving him a pass. And Naruto... Mm-hmm essentially makes a counter argument that he doesn't go into a lot of detail but the the way that i interpreted it was i don't believe that sasuke is I don't, I don't believe that he in his heart is a traitor to the village and i do believe that he if if given the opportunity to redeem himself he will and i think that that we're not on a mission to bring a rogue traitor to justice. We are on a mission to bring a sort of lost soul back into the fold and Mm -hmm. we're on a rescue mission. And I think that that's really interesting. I think it's a good argument from Naruto's perspective, even though totally size size argument is completely logical, but um, I don't know. It's a really good set. Like I said, at the beginning, these episodes tell, a good story they take too much time to tell it because of the constraints of the anime that you know format but the Mm. story here is really good and these character conflicts are really strong and like at the end of this episode we have the team preparing to ambush the actual spy well not ambush exactly Yamato is going to be pretending to be um Sasori So that he, they can try to get the information without giving themselves away. But if a fight springs up, we've got Naruto and Sai who are partnered together, but they don't like each other and they don't work well together. Sai also has some sort of secret mission that we don't know. And I think we forgot to mention that Yamato also is aware. Tsunade suspects that Sai is a a mole working for Danzo. Mm -hmm. And so she, part of the reason she picked Yamato was to keep an eye on Sai. So this is yeah. an entire team of people that don't know each other well, that don't get along, and that don't trust each other. And they're about yeah. to go into an unknown situation against a potentially dangerous opponent. And it, it's a really exciting place to be. Not just not just a potentially
1: dangerous opponent, one of the most powerful ninja inside of the ninja universe. Well, they don't um, know
0: who they're going to meet there. <laughs>
1: yeah. They just but- know that
0: it's a spy. <laughs>
1: Well, he, he, this spy works for Orochimaru. So the right, understanding yeah. is that Orochimaru might be there. That's and He fair, is that's one fair. of the most dangerous ninja in the ninja universe. So like he yeah, is incredibly incillible. dangerous. Yeah. Anyways, stick with us after these credits
0: and we'll talk about what's coming on next time. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by
1: Rashad English. He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at b and S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord
0: server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
1: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every
0: Friday. And hey, thanks for listening.
2: Hello anime fans, my name is Jeremy and I'm the founder and editor in chief of The Geekly Grind, a site dedicated to all things geeky. From video games to anime, D&D, board games, comics and more, since 2015 we've worked to provide fresh geek content and reviews every week. A big part of our content expansion has been the creation of our very own podcast network, of which this very show is a part of. And if you're listening to this, chances are you need no introduction to Blake and Spencer, who offer two shows every week covering anime and manga series, both new and old. However, if you're looking for more podcasts to fill your commute, or maybe your new working from home arrangement, we've got a few other shows to spotlight that would be a great addition to any Geeks Media menu. First, there's Comic Book Keepers, where you can join Lance and Chris as they discuss comic books, heroes, and their impact on our lives. If comics aren't really your thing, Maybe you're looking to find something exciting out in the Geekosphere. Do a little exploring, maybe. You can check out John and Ben's Geek Exploration podcast. They cover a variety of topics from video games to the latest Disney announcements, game shows, and more. A real grab bag of geekdom and a fantastic addition to your weekly listening. Maybe you're a Dungeons & Dragons fan. Well, I would invite you to join the Knights of the Roll Table, a comedic and family-friendly audio drama featuring a cast of improv actors bringing their unique flair to D&D. Whatever your geeky interests, chances are we've got a podcast for you. And we're excited to offer convention access, giveaway content, and more as part of our continued partnership with Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. See you next time.
0: Next week on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Yu Yu Hakusho episodes 45 through 50.
1: In this episode, they're going to pull out a ball and they're going to squeeze squeeze that ball. They're just gonna, they're going to squeeze the ball. And that's what they're going to do inside of the episode. Don't be weird about it. Don't be weird about it. I don't know how to feel about this.